You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. everybody welcome into another exciting episode of the filthy fantasy football show a safe space for you foul mouth fantasy players out there as always it's your boys king josh josh the king big rome the fantasy fish what the fuck's going on guys How's it going boo the dodgers yeah break my uh, heart i was watching it i love watching it but i had to turn it off because it's just depressing me <laughs> they even look good yeah so we got bye week hell this week Got bad Dodger play. It's just not a good time. Not a good time for sports. No. Apparently, everybody's yeah. limited and injured today. <laughs> Although Wednesday seems to be a veteran rest day, so I, uh, apparently it was an everybody rest day though, because I don't think anybody practiced. And no one, no one practiced today. <laughs> well, it's funny because like when we get to the the news and noise, I don't even see the point in reading all the limited for the most. There's just it's everybody. It's literally everybody. Yeah, wait till tomorrow, and then yeah, to- then we'll see who's really. Not going to go. Tomorrow and Friday, those are the big injury days. Those are the ones you really need to pay attention to. But, you know, basically every veteran doesn't practice on Wednesday. But, all right, well, I guess uh, with that being said, so for tonight's show, we got news noise from around the league. And we got your Thursday night preview slash AFC break. It's AFC, isn't it? Yeah, it's AFC this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I guess we'll just dive right in. Fisher, New Orleans Saints are signing former Pro Bowl running back Lamar Miller to the practice squad. So I guess it's good to add some depth. Yeah, guess so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that just means they're also, you know, is Ty Montgomery still even a thing on their He's team? He's on their team still. He doesn't do anything. Does he still wear 88? Uh, uh, Playing running back? So. I hate That's that. why they can't take him seriously. Yeah. yeah. It's difficult. Uh,. Bill's tight end, my superstar Dawson Knox, broke a bone in his hand. He had a su- successful surgery, but the timeline is to be determined. They're saying that uh, they're hoping he won't miss much time. Uh, Baker Mayfield, he has completely torn his labrum in his non-throwing shoulder. Um, there is reason to believe that it is season-ending or it will require surgery immediately. So Case Keenum is their starting quarterback tomorrow night. So Denver defense is going to score 7,000 points. They're the Derrick Henry of defense this week. Don't sleep on Keenum. Keenum's the man. A couple Actually, years Keenum's, who knows? It could be one of those things where Cleveland might be better off. Okay, he, has like, more ga- he has like the record, too, in college football. Or at least he did, right, at Houston. I get it. They threw yeah. like 70 times a game. But so what? He was awesome. He was good in college, yeah. Uh, Kadarius Tony's ankle injury, wide receiver for the New York Jets. They're believing it could be serious, so he's at least going to be out this week. So that's kind of disappointing. You know, it's starting to come along, but not well. Uh, Browns have signed running back John Kelly to their active roster because Kareem Hunt is on the IR. Nick Chubb is out again. So this week's going to be Demetric Felton and Dearness Johnson. And who knows, maybe even John Kelly. For those of you that don't remember... He was the practice squad running back that they spoke very highly of for the L.A. Rams. Was it like two years ago, three years ago? Something like that. Yeah, it was a minute ago. 
I remember he was being drafted in like the uh, fifth round in fantasy leagues. Yeah. Never would pan You know, the Rams, for a good team, they draft terribly. Mm-hmm. Like, really bad. I mean, when they draft, they also have a affinity for getting rid of first round, first round picks for years and years to come. Yet they're good. Yeah, the Patriots <laughs> draft relatively bad. That's true. So, the Patriots are good at getting guys with their free uh, agents, like their second chance. Yeah. <laughs> like here is a savvy vet from a different team. Come play like really good for a year for us, and then we're gonna get rid of you. Um, Odell Beckham is questionable for Thursday night's game, so definitely keep an eye on that. Um, Jarvis Landry is questionable as well, so this could be t- it might be Donovan People Jones, Richard Higgins, but. Tough sledding, I guess, for Cleveland. Everyone's hurt in Cleveland. Cleveland's injured roster looks like an actual just NFL. It's like, it just is everybody. <laughs> Guard Quentin Nelson of the Indianapolis Colts. He is designated to return from injured reserve. So, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, the rich get richer. I mean, he's been absolutely balling out lately. But to get Quentin Nelson back, that's huge. Quarterback Davis Mills. He will get the start against the Cardinals in week seven. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is not quite ready to return. And Deshaun Watson is still an alleged sexual assaulter. Although he was a lot in the news today. Like everywhere I kept going, like in almost every league, I saw that Watson was getting picked up. Is it noise? And though? then there's all these rumors about. Is it, is it qualifies as noise. noise at this point still? That's noise. There's no way that that's news because it's just. He, he, uh, he still has all the allegations. And then Miami refuted the news saying that they were trying to trade. A couple picks and Tua for Deshaun Watson. Still a steep price to play for a player that may or may not ever play again. Do they have like parameters in there that they could put in being like, hey, if this guy gets suspended indefinitely, then we get our picks back. They should probably they should do something like that if they can. They have like all they have all sorts of weird caveats like how the. uh how uh, was it Carson Wentz if he doesn't play a certain amount of snaps, the first round pick becomes the second round pick. So, I mean, they can do all sorts of stuff. But uh, we just got a note here from Director Ross. He is eligible to play this year. Watson will not face any type of suspension during this season. However, that doesn't mean you're uh, yeah, how do, in how luck. How does that next help year. Miami though? Like they're not in any form to do anything productive this season. I mean, I guess there's still a lot of games, but. They're struggling everywhere else. They ain't making the playoffs. Yeah, like and then Deshaun Watson's going to get suspended in the offseason. You just gave up five picks for someone that's going to play a half a. Well, we were a just talking season. about it pre-show. It's insane. It's insane how that Dolphins defense has just been horrendous. Yeah. Like overnight, they were really good last year. Yeah. But, um, I did want to note here, even though we did talk about literally just a couple minutes ago that. Basically, no veteran practice on Wednesday, but Saquon Barkley did not practice on Wednesday. Neither did Kenny Galladay. So definitely keep an eye on those guys. Could be another week of Devontae Booker. Is it Booker in New York? Yeah, it's Devontae Booker. Yeah. Paris Campbell, broken foot, plays on injured reserve again. Mm. It's a potential season-ending injury He after he scored the 51-yard touchdown. I think he's going to go down as another one of those wide receiver players that all the talent in the world, but just cannot stay healthy. Um, I think I saw here he's only played. Yeah, he's played 14 games since 2019. 
So it's just yikes. Could, could be could be the end for him. Another one, uh, veteran rest day, but again, keep an eye on this one. Julio Jones didn't practice today. That one could be bad because he did get pulled for the rest of the game last week. And he has missed two games and was taken out early out of two games this year because of the hamstring injury. Keep an eye on that. Uh, Jacob Eason, backup quarterback for the Colts, was cut by Indianapolis and claimed off waivers by the Seattle Seahawks. So I think the murmurs of Cam Newton going to Seattle are probably now over because they found their guy. It's Jacob Eason. Damn, he got way so better crazy Colts, huh? Yep. I guess yeah. Elling, I guess Ellinger beat him out. Or they brought they somebody else in too, right? Brett Hundley. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. But it's still crazy to me that, that like, I, I'm not even a Cam Newton fan, but the fact that they believe that there are 64 quarterbacks better than Cam Newton right now, uh, stupid. I don't know. So Doesn't stupid. make sense. Doesn't make sense. Just get, like, I don't know. He, he should have just kept his mouth shut about all the vaccine stuff. For real. Who will get signed first, Colin Kaepernick or Cam Newton? Or neither. Probably, probably neither. neither. They're probably both done. But if I had to choose Cam Newton, yeah, it's gonna be Cam Newton. There's no way I, Colin Kaepernick ever plays again. I saw that tweet that I commented on your on your tweet, Rome, where the guy was like, "Colin Kaepernick is trying to keep him play shape." We we're both like, "Okay, yeah, like good, good for you." <laughs> High five for working out. I don't know, man. In shape to still be a shitty well, quarterback. Yeah, great. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think Cam Newton's done. I I think he eventually signs with someone, but it's still just crazy to me that th- that there there's no way there's 64 quarterbacks better than him. No. No. But but maybe oh, well. I don't know. I mean, Easton, I like I I don't know. I like Easton. Maybe they 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 see the outfits and the hair, and they're like, I'm not dealing with that. I mean, that picture is pretty obnoxious with his weird hair here, where I got my news from with him. But yeah. whatever. But I think that's it for news. Everything else is just guys were limited. But that, again, it's Wednesday. And I only wanted to talk about some of the big names that didn't practice today. So, you guys ready to, to dive right into our matchups, our AFC matchups? Oh, yeah. You're damn right. Starting off with the Thursday night matchup, 3-3 three and three Broncos taking on the 3-3 three and three Cleveland Browns. Cleveland favorite at minus 1.5, over 141. I will take Denver... Plus the points because they're probably going to win this game. Because yeah, you uh, said the Browns or the or the Cleveland backups because that's what's that's <laughs> who's playing this week. Well, I mean, I'm I'm guessing there, there's no way that this line is. I mean, I'm sure it was current. Really, Ross shaking his head. Yes, so the line is current. So I guess take advantage of it now before before Vegas realizes what they've done. <laughs> but. We, we all actually like Teddy Bridgewater this week. We all talked about how he was a decent streaming option. Um, I know Cleveland has a good defense, but right now they are surrendering an average of 23.3 points as a quarterback a week. They are the fourth best matchup for quarterbacks in fantasy. So could be uh, could be Teddy season again. Yeah, that kind of surprised me. Javante and Melvin Gordon. I seem to have a tough time ranking these guys because – Javante's taken in a lot of that work, but Melvin Gordon is still technically the starter. Uh-huh. But I guess the way we all have him ranked, you could play both of them. I mean, yeah, you could. It's rough against Cleveland's defense here, but I don't, how many of these guys, I know we only have offense up here, how many of the defense are missing as well? 
on this Cleveland I roster. I know there's a bunch. Well, not just that, but it's also with bye week hell. There are no running backs this week. Yeah, it's rough, man. It, it was weird ranking everyone this week. It felt gross having some players. You're like this guy. This guy's in like the top thirty. Then you're like looking around. You're like, oh, well, there's no one. So I guess that <laughs> I makes so. sense. Fucking is, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like good on you this week, I guess. Uh, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, we like them. Noah Font coming along. I'm liking it, even though it's a tough matchup for tight ends here. Cleveland, the twenty first toughest matchup for tight ends, but. No font is so ingrained in that offense that you you have to keep. Plus, it's tight end. You have to play the tight ends. Yeah. Other side of the ball, Dearness Johnson, Demetric Felton. I guess out of necessity, you play Dearness Johnson. Gross. <laughs> Are you still hurt from last year after spending like was it like sixty dollars in fab? I'm on never him? gonna get over it ever. <laughs> Dearness Johnson, you sack of shit. <laughs> It was just funny because I, I you paid you paid like sixty some dollars for him in Fab, and then you dropped him like a week or two later, and I picked him up for free off waivers. <laughs> oh man, dude, he had such a good game against. I get it; it was Dallas back when they had no defense. But man, you know he looked really good. And as a Chubb owner, I'm thinking, oh good, I got this guy's backup. Dude, put up like two points two weeks in a row, and it's like, all right, fuck you, we're done man. here forever. Do you guys think Odell Beckham plays? Probably not. Not without I if he I think he should because I think Keenum is going to need somebody out there. And I think they should play Landry too if he's available, but I don't know, man. I hope so. I think there's a chance they bench both those guys this week and just take it on the chin. That's what I'm thinking. Like Maybe just like, eh, you know, like we'll take it here. Because they can't afford at this rate, they can't afford to have either one of those guys reaggravate something. Yeah. Okay. So if you if you're rostering Beckham or Landry, we we ranked them as starters, but that was also pre Case Keenum news. So right. if they're in, and I guess we could even throw in Higgins, Peoples Jones as well, just because we know they're at least at least those guys are going to play. Are you interested in playing? Anybody on Cleveland this week? I mean, yeah, if if they're healthy, yeah, I'm playing. I'll play them. I don't think Denver's defense, they're not their secondary doesn't scare anybody. I think that uh I don't know. I think they'll be just fine. Yeah, I'd agree. Um at least with Odell and Landry, I wouldn't start Peoples Jones or Higgins unless both of them are out. If either one of them are there, Correct. I'm not starting either of those guys but if they're both out that's good then i'd go with like i'd probably say people's jones but it's hard to say because he's got a new quarterback so who does the quarterback like to target you know okay yeah that that's good advice i agree with that uh you're not touching the tight ends Uh -uh, yucky uh -uh. stinky poo poo all right moving on four and two Bengals taking on the five and one ravens you know cincinnati's really surprising me this year how how far they've come from being the number one overall pick last year to now a four and two team with uh, hopes of making the playoffs this year. And their defense hasn't been that bad. Their offense is clicking. So I'm, I'm digging it, but Vegas does have the over under at 47 with Baltimore favorite at minus six and a half. I think Baltimore wins this game. Joe Burrow though. We all love Joe Burrow this week. Uh, Baltimore is a tough matchup for the quarterbacks, but I mean, we all have Joe Burrow in the top 10. 
I mean, it also has to do with partly with some of the bye weeks, kind of like what we were talking about. But yeah. But I mean, he's been he's been pretty good the last couple of weeks. Um, like the last four weeks in a row, he's had over twenty fantasy points. Couple games with three hundred yards, multiple at least two touchdowns each game, um, passing. So I mean, Joe Burrow, he's not a bad matchup. We we love Joe Mixon. Still so sad. I always draft guys way too early. I had Joe Mixon at one point in time. And it's funny because like Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor, all guys I rostered way too early. And they're kind of like you dated that girl who was like kind of chubby, did not address right. Then you guys broke up. And now she's like a total smoke show. And you're like, damn, like I, I was all up in that. I was in them guts before everyone else was. <laughs> but but yeah, but hey, good, good on Joe Mixon. Uh, Jamar Chase, we all have him as a top 10 play. Do you think Jason? Oh, man, he's just so good. <laughs> I, I love him this year. I think he's been great. It's, it's going to be a tough matchup against this secondary. I think they've Baltimore has turned it around. They, they didn't look good early on in this year defensively, but I think that I think they'll be – God, he, They'll be okay, but I think you can't really keep this guy out of the end zone, dude. No, he's really, he's really, really a solid play. Well, all all it takes is one, and he every week he seems to get behind somebody every week. So, mm-hmm. um, but then uh, T Higgins, you know, he's startable. Tyler Boyd, are we all, are we kind of fading Tyler Boyd? Yeah, yeah I mean, I am. I definitely am. You could probably flex him this week because buys if you really have to. But aside from that, it's he's not getting looks is kind of the biggest thing. Like he's out there. He's just not getting looks. It's tough, man. He was he was that solid number two when Higgins was down. But now that Higgins is back, Boyd I mean, he's really it's like you're if it's a he would be a desperate wide receiver three if that's the construction of your league or a flex at best. Right. It's just sad because he's uh he's so good. It's one of those things where he's, he's really good for real life football, but unfortunately, it doesn't translate to fantasy football. Right. right. The thing too is they all they have a potential to have three running or three receivers. I mean that are fantasy relevant, but they run the ball too good for that to work right now. Mm-hmm. You know, if they were running the ball worse, kind of like Arizona. Like Arizona's not really running the ball that great. Like in the red zone, they're doing pretty good. I wouldn't say they're bad, but it makes your receivers more relevant if you kind of struggle running the ball and they're just so good at running the ball that it really takes kind of the, the more secondary receivers down a notch. Yeah. yeah. You're not wrong. Joe Mixon's been crushing it. So, yeah. I mean, makes sense. Um, other side of the ball, Lamar Jackson playing him. Now the running backs, this one was kind of tough because they all cannibalize each other. So, like Tyson Williams, healthy scratch, so they're looks like they're going with this. It's funny, this is like the 2015 Pro Bowl running backs with Latavius Murray, Devonta Freeman, and Lev Bell. <laughs> like, Ugh, I hate it. You, I saw a stat and it said the last time that because that last week against the Chargers, Freeman, Bell, and uh, Murray had rushing touchdowns, and the last time that all three of them had a rushing touchdown in the same week was like 2016. But, but I mean. It's just, you know, Lat Murray, we all ranked him 
around the same, but there's just so much depth there. I mean, how who do you who who can you comfortably start? None, because you can you can run on the Cincinnati defense. None, I couldn't I couldn't comfortably start any of them. But it, but you know what? To touch just on the flip side of that, this is by week hill. You could probably start all of them, and they'll get something. The offense always churns; it always moves. I mean, they all scored last week. Who's to say it can't happen again? Right, I'm kind yeah, of well, you know, out there. Like the rushing person that you could start on this team is Lamar Jackson, and even he's not. He's yeah. leading the team in rushing yards still. He's still the best running back on the team. You know, nobody else has like Lamar or Latavius Murray's got the second most yards, but he's only got 212 yards for the season. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's looking like great. Well, see, that's the thing is, is I mean, it, it's tough when you have a true three-headed committee, but not one of them has really separated themselves from the pack. Um, I like Lat Murray out of the three of them because he's technically the starter there. But I mean, it's it it's tough. Now, we all like uh, Hollywood Brown. The player I want to talk about, I ranked him the highest was Rod Bateman. Uh, reason why I was kind of high on him was coming off the IR first week back, he had six targets. Um, I I think he's gonna. I mean, he clearly is being utilized. Yeah. And you know, he was their first round draft pick. He had more targets than Hollywood Brown. Last week. Now, I mean, obviously, I don't think that's going to be an every week thing, but I'm very curious to see what what Bateman does this week. And I actually think you can flex him out. I mean, the way you guys ranked him, you guys are a little bit lower than me, but I mean, it looks like you guys more or less kind of agree with that. I 100% agree with that. I I put him down this low just simply because I need one more week, like one more show me week. But I think I was high on him coming out. I really, really liked him in Minnesota. I think he's going to be... He has the potential to be your... He's he's not going to be your flashy down-the-field guy. They have that in Brown. But he's going to be your short-to-intermediate I'm going to go get you a first down on fourth and two guy. I think that's Rashad Bateman. And mm-hmm. I think he's constantly going to be getting peppered every single week in this offense. That's just what I believe. He was, like, all through training camp, I kept seeing videos. This fucking guy, he can make plays. He can catch the ball. He's just got to stay healthy. And I think at this point, you're 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 high on him, but I think you're on the right track. I think you're definitely there. Just yeah, a little well, too early, like you always do. That's the same reason I have him kind of low is because, like, I just want to see it. I'm starting him in one of our leagues, mostly because I think I have 13 injured players in that dynasty league right now. <laughs> <laughs> but but even if it wasn't like a deep dynasty league like that, like on bye weeks like this, like I'd be comfortable playing my flex like if I had to. I would rather play him in my flex than drop him if I had to. If you had to make that comparison. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Especially I uh just like you fish, I, I actually have to play Bateman in a league this week, but I'm not too upset about it. I mean I, I I I think he's decent, and then you know you're playing Mark Andrews. Yeah, he's been on fire lately, man. I'm about time. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on, two and three Falcons taking on the one and five Miami Dolphins. Falcons favorite at minus two and a half, over under forty seven and a half. 
we all really like Matt Ryan this week. I mean, looking back on it, he's probably my number one streaming option at quarterback this week. You know, we were just talking about how Miami's defense is bad. Coming back from a London game where usually everyone takes the bye, which is crazy that they didn't. I understand wanting the later bye week in the year because it gives your team chance to rest as you get closer to the playoffs. But it's like, come on, Miami, you're not making the playoffs. Plus, dude, that it's like a 15 hour flight or some shit like that. And to do that, two day, you know, so you fly out Thursday, play your game, and fly back on Monday. So I mean, these guys have had no rest. They flew an awful lot in a short amount of time. So I, I and Matt Ryan right before their bye week when they played in London really came alive against the Jets, you know, 342 yards and two touchdowns. One of his better performances. But then, you know, two weeks, three weeks ago, excuse me, when they played the Washington football team, threw for 283 and four touchdowns. So, I mean, I think Matt Ryan's kind of waking up. He's getting Calvin Ridley back. Yeah, I was just going to say Kyle that. Pitts. Getting yeah, Ridley back. Kyle Pitts is looking good. Yeah. That's huge. So, I mean, Matt Ryan, we all have him as a quarterback one this week. Um, plus, Miami's giving up the third most points to fantasy quarterbacks right now. So, I mean, that's awesome. Um Cordero Patterson. Okay. When you guys rank him, do you rank him as a running back or a wide receiver? Cause I never, I do him as a running back. I do both because both. the way I see it is you could play him in both. So you, depending upon your roster construction, you might want to know where, where he's kind of ranked at, where he might fall depending upon what position you start him at. So some people want to play him at running back cause they're roster. So they need to know, where where he falls in lines compared to running backs and others need to know where he falls in lines compared to receivers. Yeah. Because they might be playing with the receiver position. Fair enough. But either way, you're playing Cordell Patterson. Yeah. I mean, this guy's just been fantasy money since week two and on. Especially just that involvement in the passing game. He's had at least five catches over the last four games. He's had at least fifty five yards uh receiving the last four games. I mean, just he's super involved in that offense. Um, Miami's giving the most points up to running backs. So I'm a little low on Mike Davis just because Cordell Patterson takes away a lot of his play. But, I mean, if, if you're playing Mike Davis this week, this is probably the best week you're going to get out of him. Calvin Ridley, definitely playing him. Are you guys interested in Russell Gage? Do you think – has he played no. this week? Mm-mm. <laughs> I don't like anybody not named Cordell Patterson or Ridley or Pitts. We all like Pitts this week. Yeah. Right. We all have Kyle Pitts the top 10 play. Yeah. I mean, he looked great uh, week five. The thing, too, yeah, he nine catches, 119. Russell Gage is a weird thing because, like, he was getting so much usage last year. He's not getting it. It's like Zacchaeus is getting used more than him and being more productive. I wouldn't start him either, but. Like, Russell Gage, in my opinion, he's a droppable player unless he starts to produce. Like, there's no reason to keep him around to just keep waiting. It's true. But you play Kyle Pitts. I, I, I think now he's finally figured out how to play in the NFL and look great against the Jets. And Miami's given up the – they're the ninth worst – they're the ninth best matchup for tight ends. So, I mean, go Kyle Pitts. Other side of the ball, Miami – I don't know. We all rank to a I, – I rank to a high. I got him in the top 10 because I just think uh, Atlanta's defense sucks. 
but I don't know. Jalen Waddle, Mike Gusecki. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. that's pretty much the only people I'd start. I lo- I actually like Jalen Waddle this week. I-, I ranked him. He's very close to wide receiver one for me. You guys have him as a high wide receiver too. So I mean, th- this is a good matchup for him. Um, he's he's been really coming alive the last couple weeks. And then you know Mike Gusecki, tight end. He's top ten, but we all we all like Mike Gusecki. Yep. Yeah. Moving on. One and four Jets, two and four Patriots. New England favorite at minus seven, over under 42 and a half. This is a gross game. <laughs> I'm not excited about this game at all. I mean, for the for the Jets, uh, Corey Davis. And even then that's kind of a stretch. Yeah. Gross. Gross. I, the Jets is just <laughs> yeah. yucky. Yeah, his his last meeting here, Director Ross put he, he was two catches on eight targets. Corey Davis. Mm-hmm. Not to mention Zach Wilson. I think he might have thrown for like 23 yards and four picks last time he played New England. So I'll go ahead and say this. Uh, light up New England's defense for anybody that yeah. wants to go out and possibly stream them. Pick up that defense, man. I mean, he can't get much worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, maybe Jamison Crowder is a desperation thing in PPR, but I mean, it's just Right now, with that Jets offense, I mean, I'm very close to just saying drop everybody on the Jets offense. I mean, it's it's tough, man. It's really tough. You you want to say Michael Carter, especially this week, because it's like hopefully he can hopefully he can do something for these guys who are in the bye week hill. But dude, Tavin Coleman, get rid of him. <laughs> LaMichael Perrine, get rid of Ty Johnson, get rid of all of them. Yeah, but even Michael Carter, we all have him as a running back three. Yeah, yeah. New I mean, England's we're not defense even... is tough against the run. It's not like yeah, you we earn bye week hell, but like this is not really the matchup that you would want to kind of stream somebody in there. Like it's kind of sucks because it's like a bad off. You you would hope that in these bye week situations that like the Jets would play some shitty defense and you could squeeze somebody in that week, but not not this time. Well, I mean. For Michael Carter's sake, you're hoping like in half or full PPR that he'd be getting involved in the passing game, but they're just not even throwing to the running backs. I mean, he's had at least three targets every week, but that's it. <laughs> he's never had more than three targets in a game. So, I mean, it's just, uh, I don't like it, you know, and, and even in this bye week shithole, I mean, I'd rather play Kenneth Gainwell, Kenyon Drake, Fuck, <laughs> God, like just name name a bad running back. I'd play just about everybody over him. But um, New England side of the ball, we all love Damian Harris this week. I mean, he's just he and he's really also solidified himself in that offense. I mean, despite injuries and fumbles, which Bill Belichick is not a fan of. I mean, last week against Dallas, who has a decent defense, eighteen for one hundred and one and a touchdown. But I mean, if you look at um, Week two against the Jets, 16 for 62 and a touchdown. So, I mean, we, we think Damian Harris just runs all over the Jets. It's probably going to be a low-scoring game. Those are the over-unders at 42 and a half. Yeah, so it's going to be a low-scoring game. But you play Harris. Uh, Jacoby Myers, I want Jacoby Myers to get a touchdown. Get that first touchdown to your career, my guy. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, I like Jacoby Myers. He's probably the only receiver I'd start. And it would be sweet if he got a touchdown. The Jets do have a good pass pass defense, but 
The offense probably will have plenty of time of possession here to try to get him a touchdown. I think a lo- if you look at the Jets' schedule, though, a lot of the reason why they're so good against the pass, but look at who they've played. Carolina, New England, Denver's a good you know, good receivers. Tennessee, Tannehill's been bad. You know, uh, Matt Ryan actually had a good game against them. So, I mean, this could be the week for Jacoby Myers. But right now, he still seems to be the only receiver that you can play for New England. And then we all like Hunter Henry. Um, you guys seem to like John New Smith a lot more than me. My concern with John New Smith is just the lack of involvement that he's getting. Because Hunter Henry, you know, three touchdowns, three weeks in a row, he's had a touchdown. Um, the last two games, Johnny Smith only had two targets. He just seems to be in there for blocking right now. So, I mean, I just, I don't know. I'd look elsewhere for tight end. Yeah. we have him high, I have him higher than you, but <laughs> I still wouldn't play him. Yeah. You play Hunter Henry, though. Yeah. 100% play Hunter Henry. Moving on, three and three Chiefs, taking on four and two Titans. Kansas City favorite at minus five and a half, over under 57. This should be a high scoring game in theory. Both defenses are bad. You know, as I look at Director Ross's beautiful color coordinated spreadsheet, I'm seeing a lot of green. I'm liking it. We all think Patrick Mahomes just, I mean, it's, I mean, obviously it's Patrick Mahomes, you're playing him. But I mean, I think with them being three and three, and his mom and dumbass girlfriend and dumbass brother getting all loud on Twitter. I think he's going to try to just ball out, but stay hot in that. Damien Williams, I'm sorry, Daryl Williams. We all like him. Filled in admirably for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. You know, and I talked about it last week. Daryl Williams is not as athletically talented as Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but he is the red zone goal line running back. And he did get two short rushing touchdowns last week. I mean, had a great fantasy day last week. 21 carries, 62 yards, two touchdowns. I think you guys are too low on Daryl Williams. I have him in the top 10. You guys need to move that man up. No. (laughs) Out of your goddamn minds. Anyways, Tyreek Hill. I'm actually, uh, Mikkel Hardman, which I've never really ranked him this high ever. I have him in like that wide receiver three to two, two to three range. I actually, he's growing on me in that offense. I mean, the last couple of weeks, you know, two weeks ago, 12 targets, nine catches, 76 yards. Last week, four for 62. I mean, he's getting very much more involved. Right. Um, I think, and again, this Tennessee, I ahead. think he's going to continue to get more involved too, because I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago where teams are starting to play the Chiefs a little differently. And I'm not, by no means, are they stopping Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, but they're, slowing him down just enough to give Cole Hardman some more production. Yeah. Well, then also, you know, Tyree Kill, he's still Tyree Kill. He's still amazing. Still one of the fastest guys in the league. Still the number two wide receiver in, on the year. But I'm, my thing is just, um, he did hurt his quad. So they might, you know, not call his number quite as much. So me, Cole Hard- and then Travis Kelsey hurt his arm against Buffalo so, I mean, I think there's a chance that uh, Mecole Hartman just keep his, his, you know, he could be potentially a, a buy low candidate as he s- seems to kind of be getting into the mix on that offense. But other side of the ball, Tannehill, if you have any week to not disappoint me, it's this week, you know, 
He'll figure it out. You son of a bitch. How disappointing that, that is. <sighs> I need him to do something. I mean, last week against Buffalo, decent matchup, dog shit. Dog shit against Jacksonville. He's had one good fantasy game this year, in my opinion, and that was against the Colts, who actually has a decent defense. Kansas City has a bad defense. You're four and two. Figure it the fuck out. Sorry. Come on, Ryan. <laughs> That's part of the reason why, though. But, he hasn't had to, because Derrick Henry is just doing the Derrick Henry show. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say what he has figured out is how to just turn around and, and hand the ball to a tank. You know what, Tennessee, I will do Ryan Tannehill's job of just handing it to Derrick Henry, but for a fraction of the price. Mm-hmm. I can I like turn it. right. I can turn left. I can hand off with both hands. <laughs> um, How's your toss game? Oh, it's decent. I, I'll get it to him. There it is. I still, I don't know why I just, it has nothing to do with Derrick Henry or Tannehill, but it reminds me of the Petros Papadakis joke when he used to talk about when he was the running back at USC, where he said, if you need three yards, I'll get you five. But if you needed 10, I'll get you five. <laughs> That's accurate. <laughs> at least he knows who he is. <laughs> but, but yeah, Derrick Henry, running back one, goddamn, like, I'm so sad that I have zero shares of Derrick Henry anywhere. Cause I, I want that man on my team more than, more than Antonio Gibson, more than Dawson Knox, but I'm not saying a lot. Yeah. Say. You're saying that you really <laughs> staying like in the flames him. with him. <laughs> I do. I do. I like him more than friends. <laughs> I want to be more than friends with Derrick Henry. Damn. But, uh, AJ Brown, you know, AJ Brown actually looked pretty good last week. So I, I, you know, seven for 91. I think that was his best game of the year so far in terms of catches and yards. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, I, I think in this Kansas City defense, as long as you, who's that safety that Tyron Matthews tired of? Sorensen. Yeah. So just throw it Sorensen, line up AJ Brown on Sorensen and just pepper him with targets. He'll mm-hmm. be fine. Julio Jones, monitor that hamstring. Um, you obviously play him if he's healthy. And then uh, that's it. You don't play their tight ends. Yeah, which is a Remember shame because their tight ends, they, they don't cover tight ends well, but they just Remember don't have anybody. In the preseason, a lot of guys were talking about how Ferkser was going to be a thing. Yeah, they probably never should have gotten rid of Johnny Smith. Yeah. Well, it was also the pre-Julio Jones talk as well. But, right. <laughs> I mean, Ferkser is just... Nothing. He should be rostered in 0% of leagues. Right, and the thing is, if he is going to be a thing, it might be this week, but it's so unpredictable with him. Like, I doubt it. I Will mean, yeah. Thing, but. If you're desperate for a tight end streamer, I would look elsewhere, but who knows? I mean, there's a chance that Ferkser gets you 30 yards and a touchdown. Because, I mean, if, if you look, Kansas City's given up the second most points to tight ends. Right. So it could be. It's a small chance. But, pro- yeah. I mean, part of the reason why Kansas City gives up so much points to the tight end was because Dawson Knox murdered him two weeks ago. But my boy, my boy Dawson Knox. And the last game that we're going to break down for you guys tonight, two and four Eagles taking on the four and two Las Vegas Raiders. Vegas favorite at minus three, over under at 49. You know what's funny? I think with John Gruden getting getting the axe, I think Vegas is now trying to play. Because like, remember we said it goes either way. The team completely derails. And it's just a total shit show the rest of the year. Or they go, hey, fuck it. We lost our coach. 
let's go out there and let's play tough. So I actually think they do win this game, despite Philadelphia being okay. But anyways, you play Jalen Hurts, Mr. Miles Sanders, in a bye week hell week. I still think you can't really play him. I mean, it's just, yeah. what do you do? I have such a hard time with him, and here's why. Because I, as I watched that game last week, Miles Sanders is fucking dope. Like, when they actually give this man the ball, he looks fucking great. I don't understand the disconnect between, oh, yeah, look at him. I'm handing it off, and he's ripping off five yarders, 10 yarders, 20 yarders. You know, he looks good against Tampa Bay's defense. And then the coach go, I'm going to throw with Jalen Hurts Miles Sanders is averaging five yards a carry right now. Yeah, so I'm saying. It's like, dude, hand the ball off to him two times, and you probably get a first down. And if you don't, then you try to throw it with Jalen Hurts. I don't understand what they're doing either. So that's I'm frustrating. I'm with with you, Rome. It's hard to rank him because if they just use the damn guy, he'll do good. Uh Well, it it doesn't make sense too because week one against the Falcons, he was good. Fifteen carries, seventy four yards, four catches, thirty nine yards. But then after that, they just they don't utilize the running back anymore. And I don't know what he did to to the coaching staff or to someone to to piss them off. But I mean, if you're not going to use them, trade them. There's a team out there that'll take them, and you'll get a first round, may not a first, but you'll get a second or a third round pick for him. And because he is he is so talented, mm-hmm. he he would be a legit superstar on almost any other team, but Philadelphia just won't let it happen. And it, and it's dumb. It's not like he fumbled all the time or blew a pass protection or something. I just don't understand what the deal is. No, it's, and the coach is trying to get fired is the deal. Out of fire to me. Who's their coach right uh, now? Some fucking idiot. I don't even know. <laughs> it's like Peppa. What's his name? Damn it. He'd take you take a play, take a page take a page out of the old Urban Meyer book on how how to try to get fired from it's an Nick NFL Sirianni. team. <laughs> That's it, Sirianni. Wasn't he a good offensive coordinator before? I don't know. Anyways, um, it's it, it's tough. It. I wanted to rank Sanders higher. I just couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to. I mean, and like I said, even in even in a shitty bye week, it's it gross. Anyway, um. Devonta Smith, he's probably the only wide receiver that you could play. You know, Las Vegas is secretly like low key been really good at covering uh, the pass. So, because they have a very effective pass rush. You know, so Devonta Smith, you know, he might be a thing. Dallas Goddard, he's still on the COVID herpes list, but we all love him if he plays. So keep an eye on that. Definitely, he has. I don't think he's been. He hasn't been cleared yet. But no, he hasn't. And I don't know who their backup tight end would be if he doesn't play, because Ertz is gone now. It's a guy named Jack Stoll. Jack Stoll. He's a rookie out of Nebraska. That's right. I don't even know. Like, would you pay him? Or would you pay him? I guess you wouldn't pay him. Yeah, I wouldn't (laughs) play him either. But it's so unfortunate. I mean, a rookie tight end. Good matchup for him, too, but... It's It's a great matchup, but a rookie tight end that has played in, like six snaps this entire season. No. I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't take the chance. Um 
Other side of the ball, Derek Carr, good matchup this week. You definitely play Derek Carr. Josh Jacobs, I'm a lot lower on him than you guys. Um, reason being, I have watched a handful of Raiders games, and he just doesn't look good anymore. I mean, he's a lot of that explosive speed just isn't there. And what's been saving him is he's getting touchdowns. But it's just, I don't know. I just, I haven't seen anything great. I mean, you still play him. I, I mean, to be fair, I, I ranked him at 19th. So it's not like I'm, you know, stay steer clear. You guys have him as top 10 plays. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just, I, I, I'm not a big fan of Josh Jacobs anymore. I just. I kind of agree. Uh, yeah, but. I just I, my part of mine is because the bye weeks, but also because like Philadelphia, if you can do anything against them, it's run the ball. Like their de- pass defense yeah. isn't the best, but like they aren't very good against the run, and I think that he can get in the end zone. You know, it is it is so. a good matchup, but you know it, he's rushing for three yards a carry. I'm just yeah, uh, it's but it's fine. Great. You could do worse. Um, Kenyon Drake desperation flex. I have to play him in a league, but at the same time, I actually I'm not that upset about it i i think he might sneaky get like a receiving touchdown or something but (laughs) (laughs) uh wide receivers henry ruggs maybe i like hunter renfro still but decent matchup middle middle of the road then darren waller staying hot with darren waller it's been tough dude he's uh, you know i talked with director ross about mr waller he's been kind of a disappointment this year I mean, he hasn't really put the numbers up that you would expect from what you paid out to get him. Yeah. Right. From what you paid out, it's definitely disappointing. Well, I mean, if you take away, which obviously you can't, but if you take out that week one where he went absolutely bonkers with 10 for 105 and a touchdown, every other game's just been fine. Yeah. It it, it hasn't, like, they're not bad games. But for a tight end that you drafted as the second through fourth tight end off the board and you drafted him within the first five rounds, that's very disappointing because you would have been better off drafting Dallas Goddard six rounds later. Maybe not six, but four rounds later, you can get Dallas Goddard. So... Or picked up Zach Ertz off the waiver wire after week one. You know, it's just... he hit A lot of his games would be so much better if he just got into the end zone, too. Like, that's really all he's missing right now. I mean, he's not getting, like, the 100-yard games he used to. But if he got into the end zone a couple times each game, or a time each game, they would have been terrific games for tight end positions. Yeah, but only two touchdowns on the year. That's really disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Darnold has more rushing touchdowns. Sam Darnold (laughs) is the goat. What would you call him? Vanilla Vic? No, that's... uh... That was that was Daniel, uh, Jones. Daniel Jones. That man deserves no nickname. <laughs> I guess we'll get into Daniel Jones uh, on tomorrow's episode when we talk about the NFC matchups. But but yeah, I mean, obviously you still play Waller, but I don't know. I mean, next week we're going to do an episode where we're going to talk about uh, players that you should trade away or trade for. And I think I would try to trade away Darren Waller while the name is still good. I think this would be a sell a sell high on just name value. Agreed. Eh, I don't know. He's still a tight end four overall in PPR and five in standard. Like, you it's could, because of that week one, though. Yeah, but you could say the same thing about Dawson Knox. You know, 
a few good weeks. Like, how dare you? Like, it's it's tight end position. Like, the drop off after like the top five or six is still so bad that he probably would still be the tight end five or four if he had just a ten point game week one instead. Because every other game he's scoring around ten points. Yeah, but like hypothetically speaking, let's say you have Darren Waller and Miles Sanders, but you could turn him into, I don't know, uh, Zach Ertz and uh, no Najee Harris would be too. But you know what I mean. Like if you could trade, uh, if you could upgrade at a position and take a slight downgrade at, on paper, a downgrade at tight end. I think I would trade away Waller if I had him, but I don't have him in any leagues. Right, I have, and I've, and I've thought about it. It's just kind of hard to put him into a package because you have to get a tight end back if you trade him or pick up someone off the waivers. But I don't know. My, I'm in a kind of a position where I can't trade a lot of the players I would like to trade because they're all on IR. So I'll tell you what. You give me Alvin Kamara and Darren Waller, and I'll give you Antonio Gibson and Travis Kelsey. I don't want Antonio Gibson. Yeah, you do. He's a beautiful chocolate man. Well, it's because he's beautiful. He's also got, he's also got a toothpick for a leg right now. <laughs> it's a beautiful toothpick. <laughs> Most beautiful chocolate toothpick. <laughs> All right. Content. I think that'll uh, we'll end it on that note. I think that's a good place to stop. But well, thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, we'll get you on the next episode. We're going to be talking about your NFC matchups for week seven. And yeah. Thank you for listening. Get us on the social medias at Filthy F-Ball Show on Twitter, at Filthy Fantasy Football Show on Instagram. Send in emails and questions and whatever and nudes to FilthyFantasyFootballShow at gmail.com. And again, thank you so much for listening, guys. Have a good night. King Josh, Josh the King. Big Rome. Fantasy Fish. Have a good one, y'all.